This is Sick and Wrong, America's number one source for antisocial commentary. Brought to you by the Reach Around Foundation. Good evening. Welcome to Sick and Wrong, the world's source for antisocial commentary. One of your hosts, E. Simon. I'm Lance Wackerly. What's up there, Wackerly? Not a whole lot. You know, uh, the holiday season is beginning. And uh, Wackerly, I think that's precisely the reason why I'm slightly disappointed with you this evening. Because <laughs> I don't have a holiday sweater on? No, it's the first night of Hanukkah, and you bear no gifts. There's no chocolate coins. There's no dreidels. Where's your Hanukkah spirit, man? <laughs> and do you just not care about the Jews? Uh, Are you a Holocaust denier? All of the above? <laughs> <laughs> I honestly didn't even know until you just told me. You had no idea that tonight was the first night of Hanukkah. I don't see a frickin' menorah with the first candle lit in here. I keep that in the bathroom. You don't want to go in there. <laughs> I just bombed, I just bombed it out. <laughs> you know what? To be honest, I actually had no idea tonight was the first night of Hanukkah either. Until someone mentioned, it's like, oh, what are you doing for Hanukkah? And I'm like, I don't know. Why? He's like, because it's tonight. And I was like, oh, shit. Can you guys come up with like one freaking spelling for that holiday? Uh, I've seen it with the C-H, the H, the, the A-U, H-A. the double N, the ending with an H, ending with an A. There's a K in there you somewhere. Know, I don't quite know why there are so many different spellings. But, I mean, yeah, actually, I don't really quite know why there are so many different spellings. And now, is it Hanukkah or is it Hanukkah? It's Chanukah. <laughs> we, we call it Chanukah. No, oh, it's yeah. actually, you'd pronounce it with like a ha, 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 and a ha. Like I think. But, do, sounds- but Wackerly, do you know the true meaning behind Hanukkah? Do you know why Jews celebrate this eight-day holiday? Uh, let me give you my recollection, and I'm sure it's not very correct. But what, weren't you guys like in a cave, and there's uh, some oil that lasts for eight days instead of one day? It's a pretty shitty miracle <laughs> if you think about it. Like, whoa, this candle burned for longer than we thought. We, Woo! Praise the Lord! Well, you know, I always... What the fuck? <laughs> I'm not going to argue with you there, because my, I remember when my father, the rabbi, explained it to me. I was just like... Okay, so there are a group of Jews that were too cheap to buy another fucking lamp and said they just used this one lamp that lasted eight days. And they're like, oh, it's a miracle. We got to spend, you know, we didn't have to what spend any money. <laughs> what a bargain. It lasted eight days. I was just like, why would we celebrate that? In fact, I think it kind of makes us look bad. Yeah, it's like a light bulb that like lasted a couple extra weeks than it normally does before it burnt out. Well, had the Oh Jews, my god, I'm chosen. <laughs> had the Jews not been so cheap, they could have went out and bought another fucking light bulb or another lamp. Right. And, it and they wouldn't even had to worry longer, about it. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Why why were they in the cave? They were hiding from from Hitler or something. No, <laughs> <laughs> no this is like probably about 800 years earlier. Earlier than what? Hitler? Then the, yeah, dude. I mean, this is like, this dates back to like, you know, the time of the Israelites Egyptian and Moses. Egyptian Hitler? <laughs> <laughs> there were many. I think it was uh, the Philistine Hitler or something. I, yeah, I'm uh, really not quite sure. I'm kind of in the dark about it. I've been called a Philistine before, but I don't know what that means. But the reason they were in the cave is because they're too cheap to buy a normal house. Now, if they bought a normal house... Which had electricity, right. and they wouldn't have had to worry about the oil and the lamp. The last, you know, the whole the whole holiday is asinine, if you ask me. And I mean, I bu- I'm biased against it anyway, and I've shared my thoughts, my feelings on it in the past. Yeah, you get shitty gifts, and people and kids on Christmas get really good gifts. But really, in essence, Hanukkah is a kid's holiday. I have a couple questions about it. Are there official gifts for like the first day, the second day, the third day, the fourth day, fifth day, sixth day, eighth day? 
or is it always as every year is it something different or is it like the golden chocolate coins are on the first day and the dreidels <laughs> on the second day every year no the, the way it works is that well at least in my family you get like small gifts on you know for like the first seven days and on the last night you get like your one big gift which that, was, that was my second question which it, was it, for me was like a sega genesis video game nice. how much does that cost like 50 bucks yeah Dude, you cashed in way more than that on Christmas, didn't you? Yeah, but I didn't, 50 have, fucking dollars? I didn't have eight lead-up gifts. Dude, okay, so on the second day, I got like a, a bag of chocolate coins, and I got a pair <laughs> of socks. cheap. <laughs> <laughs> you got, they have gold foil on them and the chocolate. You got to pay for that. And that was my other question. Do they build up in value until the last day, or is it just cheap shit, and then the last day is something maybe marginally nice? It's cheap shit that you just don't want. Like, I'd get a sweater. One night, or something, yeah. or just or stuff that's just not fun to play with, and then all of a sudden, the last night you get your with a, one did gift. the sweater have a menorah on the front? Usually, it had a dreidel, <laughs> just a big dreidel, yeah. yeah. And all your friends at school would be like, What's that, a butt plug? <laughs> <laughs> exactly, and then I'd get my ass kicked, yeah, yeah. I, I, you know, I don't the, have fond of memories of, of Hanukkah. <laughs> But tonight is the uh, first night of Hanukkah, so to all the Jewish sick and wrong fans out there, happy fucking Hanukkah. Oh, well, Wackerly, one thing I'm glad that you didn't buy me was a video from uh, MFX Video. Which Have you heard of MFX Video? Uh, uh, yes, I have. And, and don't speak too soon. You know, it's not the eighth day. <laughs> well, On the first day, I, I'm getting you nothing. <laughs> let, let me just preempt that statement. Don't buy me a video from MFX Video ever. Tomorrow, I'll probably get you some dryer lint. <laughs> and then the third day, I don't want to give it away, but it'll increasingly go up in value. <laughs> well, uh, to all those people who are uninformed here, MFX Video is uh, the film company, the video company that is behind... The wildly successful online sensation that is Two Girls, One Cup. So I, I read The Smoking Gun. I usually kind of keep up with that. That's a great website, Smoking yeah. Gun. If you don't go there, you should go there. But they had a whole uh, segment on the director who directed Two Girls, One Cup. Do people know what that is? Is that common Dude, We've enough? discussed Two we've Girls, discussed One Cup it. on the it's show. but horrible video with shitting in these girls' mouths, and it's a porno. And, and they puke out the shit, and then they the eat it again, the yeah. and it's and the chicks are kind of hot, so that's kind of disturbing. Sort of. <laughs> Except they're covered in shit. Yeah, I know, but it, without the shit, if you hosed them down, they'd be kind of hot. And that's the, the the most misleading aspect of Two Girls, One Cup is like in the beginning, you're like, ah, oh, two hot chicks making out. That's kind of cool. And yeah. all of a sudden, it's just like shit. And there's also a, a huge phenomenon on YouTube of people showing that video to other people. The reaction. And then they videotape the reaction of like somebody will show it to their mom or their girlfriend. Yeah, and uh, Joe Rogan, the comedian, even had a reaction. One, okay. Yeah, so I mean, it's it's become this like wild like online sensation yeah. and so smoking gun decided to do a little investigation and found out who is behind the two girls one cup sensation well as a matter of fact the guy's name he's a brazilian man who describes himself as a compulsive fetishist and an artist in the art of movie making he's a regular francis ford coppola yeah. here video uh, making <laughs> a 36 year old sao paulo resident his name's marco fiorito and uh, he became interested in cinema in 1994. Two years later, began a fetish film business with his wife. This guy, he in a previous career, he wasn't the Frito Bandito, was he? No, it's a oh, Fiorito. Uh, Fiorito, okay. yeah. But what, what cracks me up is if you go to the Smoking Gun page with this article, you see a picture of him. They say the guy's 36 years old. Dude, he looks like 
a 55-year-old middle-aged woman yeah. like, who had just like hit menopause. He looks <laughs> like my Aunt Nancy. Well, there's a lot of sun in Brazil, and he's probably out in it a lot. And, uh, and I don't know if be... having all that poo and pee all over your skin <laughs> is very good for your skin either. He says that uh, when, when we started, the only films that we, we made were about feet fetishes. Boring. It kind of cracks me up that it just goes from fetishes straight to poo. Well, it's you another, know, just it, another fetish. But isn't there just something in between there, like gradations and fetishism? Yeah, I would think so. You know, maybe like a trampling video here, or a choking <laughs> video there, maybe some whipping. and all. But this guy just went from feet fetishes, like foot fetishism, straight to poo, straight yeah. to scat. Yeah. I wonder if he still has the foot fetish, or, or if once you move on to the poo fetish, just feet don't do it for you anymore. Yeah, I mean, it's just kind of boring. It's, feet don't fail me now. <laughs> no, dude, scat fetishism is like varsity level. Yeah. I mean, it has to be. Yeah. So uh, sooner rather than later, Fiorito moved on to more revolting fare with his videos often involving excrement, such as the Two Girls, One Cup video. And uh, he started his own company called MFX Video, which is one of several companies that uh, includes his initials in the name. So MFX Video is his initials here. I was just going to ask what MFX st- stood for. <laughs> the exception, of, of course, is the firm Vomit Brazil, which is a separate company altogether. Oh, yeah. so, so Wackerly and I did a little bit of investigation. People, I invite you to do the same if you want to lose your lunch, is do a Google search for MFX Video, and you can see some of the videos that this company distributes and th- they are just absolutely horrendous. I mean, you've re- not only just the, the box covers of the DVD, but my favorite part about it is the premise of each video and the titles. Yeah. So Wackerly, you, you went through and you picked out some choice, choice <laughs> some of my ones favorites of choice here. Yeah, some, of <laughs> so some of your favorites. Do you own these? Or? No, no, no. Just oh, okay. based on the description. Uh, but you know, Christmas, you Christmas is right around the corner. <laughs> Uh, the first one that I noticed was Extreme Diarrhea Maniacs. Uh, <laughs> now, that's a good title. The synopsis goes like this. Lysandra and Diana are out of the house waiting for their friend, Carla. Both girls say to the friend that they want to take a sun bath, but the day is not sunny. Oh. So, so Carla comes What a to bummer. The, Carla comes to the rescue and decides to give them a synthetic sun bath. Which would be, I, well, uh, in which the girls enjoy themselves with diarrhea and lesbianism a lot. So, so what I understand, in Brazil, is a synthetic sun bath diarrhea? I've never heard that term, but according to this description and the context of the description, <laughs> I would say yes, um, if I were taking the SAT. Well, I was always wondering, when, when you hear about this scat fetishism, these videos, uh, you know, I wonder, like, why would you even have a plot? Why don't you just have a couple girls taking a dump on each other's head, rubbing the... You know, the scat all over their faces and then maybe like eating each other out. I just didn't realize that there's a story behind well, it. Well, as this guy said, he's an artist. He's not just some pornographer. I mean, come on. He's, he's a, the he's uh, a Francis Ford and Coppola and of uh, scat fetishism. Yeah. Another one is uh, wild lesbians scatting in public. So if you're into lesbianism, although the previous one sort of sounded like that too, uh, you know, you get a little added bonus here. <clears throat> this one says that Thaddy. I don't, I've never heard that name before. Fatty or Thaddy? <laughs> Fatty with a Thaddy. T-H. Uh, Diana and Carla. Oh, Carla and Diana both making. You know, they, in this they probably use all the same girls in every video because it's, I don't think there's that many girls that like to get shit on. Yeah, it's hard to find a girl who will go through with this stuff. I have yet your, to find a girlfriend for your that, masturbatory that doesn't pleasure. fear my dump. <laughs> Seriously, they all do. Well, these three girls are, are a horny trio who love to do naughty things in public. One boring night... 
not <laughs> do they ever have a boring night i mean you just start pooing and it's a great night i guess uh the girls decide to get drunk and go wild they start off in the living room doing a hot lesbian session and then they decide to get out of their apartment and start their adventure in public first they will go down the stairs peeing in every floor of their building i think these girls have lived in one or two of the buildings i've lived in i always wondered who did that just peed in the stairwell Dude, I would be upset. I would be upset about that. I'd probably complain to my landlord. Yeah. Next, they go out to the beach, run in the dark streets while peeing, uh, scatting, swallowing, and having sex in public. The adrenaline starts and things heat up. Well, it sounded like they were pretty heated up <laughs> yeah. already. But they heat up while the uh, girls, with the girls, <laughs> they start swallowing straight from each other's asses. <laughs> I guess that's the ultimate scat maneuver. It's right so out of the soft serve machine. <laughs> so you're just kind of like wheezing the juice. They just put like the mouth right up the asshole. Well, that would make out. for a good video. I think you want some uh, space between your mouth and the bone. Oh, so you can actually see the brown yeah, snake. Yeah, you got to see it or, or you might, uh, you know, the viewers might claim that nothing, it's... Nothing fu- actually happened. It's simulated poo eating. Uh well, that's about it for that one. <laughs> There's some more description, but it's pretty boring. You can use your imagination. Here's another one, though. Scat basketball. <laughs> Daniela, after being treated as a human vase, loses herself on a delicious chocolate, <laughs> loses herself on a delicious chocolate, and is taken by her dominatrix to be humiliated by her friends. She is made a fool during a bizarre sport activity. Spit, caviar, and demoralization takes place until sunset. I think caviar is a uh, uh, another name for poo. For eating shit. Well, just the yeah, you would eat the caviar. You'd be eating the scat. So, so Wackerly, I don't understand. Where does basketball play into this? Well, the next day, the team of our dreams <laughs> arrives for another exciting match of scat basket. Uh, you can imagine what that involves, <laughs> I think. Uh, the cover of this one has a basketball you... hoop with a white backboard, which, well, isn't quite white anymore. <laughs> so this is like projectile diarrhea here. Yeah. I, I, would ra- I would rent that one because it's interesting. It is interesting. And, there, and there's some, you know, sporting influence there. Uh, yeah, it's more than just like running wild in the streets with a trail of poo coming out of your ass. Now, Now, you mentioned before that you... If you were making these, you probably wouldn't even bother with a story. You would just go straight to the the pooing on somebody's well, face. Well, you figure that's what people want to see. They don't want to see acting. They don't want to like see some kind of love story here. Well, they this guy offers another movie called Scat Dumping Moments number 14. So I assume there are <laughs> okay. 13 other ones. So it's a popular series. Well, the description here is if you like only the best moments of our best caviar titles, then you must see these scenes. Pure concentrated scat action for you. <laughs> so I think they just skip the story and go right to the poo going in the mouth. So do they or have, on the face. So do they have any other videos besides like the poo action scat videos or are they all just pretty primarily just scat um there seem to be some peeing videos uh, a couple of foot fetish videos that look kind of boring he mentioned in the article that he had a foot fetish or did foot fetish videos uh and some trampling videos which i guess is where women stomp on some dude's balls okay but the uh i've never understood that yeah, I don't understand why that would be pleasurable in any how, way. How could you even get an erection if some girl was standing on your nuts? And not to mention, I don't think I'd be able to masturbate watching that because I'd be cringing yeah, in maybe, horror. Maybe women who have deadbeat husbands are into it or something. It's yeah, a fantasy uh, it's like female playing. fantasy. 
So uh, Fiorito here contends that his revolting films are not illegal in Brazil. Some of his works have been branded obscene by U.S. prosecutors, which I I can kind of understand that the U.S. might frown on that type of activity. And uh, last year, I guess it led to the indictment of Danilo Croce, who's a Brazilian lawyer who lived in Florida who was affiliated with uh, Fiorito's company. So these videos are illegal in the United States? Is that what I'm hearing? Yeah, and so uh, I guess they were trying to prosecute MFX video for distributing these videos in the U.S. Give me a break. So, yeah, I, you know, I, I, what they ended up giving this guy was, uh, I guess he comped a plea, was sentenced to three years of unsupervised probation since he was returning to Brazil, which I don't really understand. What... That means you're on probation, but you don't even have to see a parole officer? Yeah, it just means nothing. And he was ordered to forfeit $98,000. Now, that That'll hit hurt. you in the pocketbook. Fiorito explained... <laughs> Fiorito explained that he had not, that uh, had he known that selling his films in the U.S. was illegal, he would have stopped because the money is not the main reason that he makes these films. But he so, does it for the love of scat. Yeah. He's an artist, a true artiste. This How man. else are you going to get like six or seven girls to shit all over each other while you beat off? <laughs> it's not for money. He's a true artiste. But what he is, has artistic vision. But I mean, I kind of feel for this guy. What does he do? He's selling these things on the internet. In his country, and probably in Japan and Germany, I assume. But what is? Can he still? What if some person from the United States goes online, converts the currency because they just pay with a credit card? Can he still be prosecuted? I mean, some guy in the U.S. Oh. bought it from a Brazilian website. How? How does he doesn't have any control over that? Well, I think that's why he got off. I think that's why he's exonerated. But he had to pay, pay ninety. <laughs> pay well, the lawyer 000? had to. Yeah, I know. I I would have appealed because oh, I mean it was the lawyer. So the lawyer. Who was, was affiliated with the company? importing these and selling them in the United in States. In the United States, okay. yeah. All right, all right. So, but I guess he claimed that he had, wasn't involved in the movie making part of aspect of the company, right? So, but I would claim that as well, especially when I was in front of a jury. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I wonder how he recruits models. Like the, I guess in uh, Brazil there are probably are a lot of uh, impoverished ladies out there willing yeah, to do pretty much anything money. for a buck. With money, that's how he recruits them. Yeah, but he claims money isn't his motivating factor. It's not his, but it's the it's the the uh, actresses. Now the second point that I want to make here, and the final point here, and you know at first when I read this I was actually quite shocked and more more astonished when I read this because we've been having an ongoing debate. For years now. Off-air. Off-air debate. And I, I think we probably have even discussed it here on the show. I've, you've seen scat movies in the past, and yet you're not revolted by it. You're not disgusted by it because you maintain that I don't it's think not it's real, real scat. Poo. You don't think it's real poo. What you think it is is ice cream. Well, um, or synthetic Play-Doh food. or probably not Play-Doh. That'd be a little hard to... <laughs> Get through to the ingest. System. I think they take some type of synthetic, uh, non-toxic is the important word, poo-looking stuff that you know, yeah, like a milkshake or something. Maybe not. But not did as you cold. say that they give them like an enema and they yeah. kind of shit that out? So they you... shoot it up there and then they, uh, you know, then they the girls push it out and they into the other girls. But mouth. now I used to argue with this because I've seen. I mean, God, we've watched so many scat movies together. But like I've seen so many movies where it's like you see the shit has consistency. It's being rubbed all over their face and. It looks to me like shit. It's coming out of an asshole. I bet you I could make something that would convince you that it looked like shit with stuff that you have in your kitchen right now. 
You probably could. But I mean, when you're watching it coming out of an asshole, that's what I've always maintained. If it's coming out of your asshole, it's shit. Well, as a matter of fact, Wackerly, I concede that you are right and I am wrong. I've all guy... these years, I am wrong, and this is why. Because for Fiorito ads, I've already made fetish movies with scat feces using chocolate instead of feces. All of my actors that make scat films don't agree to eat feces, so we use enema chocolate instead. Chocolate ice cream. <laughs> and he goes right there to say they use chocolate ice cream. He says it's ice cream? It's ice cream, and they administer it with an enema. So what you're seeing in Two Girls, One Cup is not actual feces coming out of her ass into the cup. You're seeing chocolate ice cream that she's expelling from her rectum. But to be fair, it has been inside her rectum. <laughs> it nullifies the entire revolting aspect of the film for me. Because now, been... now I watch it and I'm like, you know, that's not disgusting. You just that's get, soft you just, serve ice cream. Makes you want to go to Dairy Queen. <laughs> <laughs> Basically, her asshole is a Dairy Queen ice cream dispenser. You're a fan of the soft serve ice cream, aren't you? I love soft serve See, ice cream. Yeah, I, I like the uh, what, what's the other kind? The scooped kind. That's I'm more into that. But what I'm saying here is, Wackley, I've argued with you for so many years. We've had like these heated debates over whether or not that's scat or it's ice cream, and now I guess I see the error of my ways. You know, I I, I concede to you that you were right about this. You'd think I'd feel a little bit better about, about winning this argument, <laughs> but I really don't. But, well, now I'm going to question any scat video I ever see again. Just, you should question everything you see on the internet. It's all bullshit. Well, I do, but what I'm saying, do you think this is only particular to Brazil, or do you think this applies to Japan and Germany, where they, have, where they also produce these uh, scat-related I, movies? I think... That any movie of this type where you see poo going in the mouth, uh, it's not real poo. I believe there probably are movies where people... Just because someone couldn't eat something that is a toxic right, because substance. because it's poisonous. Uh, but uh, I think there's probably movies where people poo on each other that's real. Uh, but I think anytime you see it being eaten, it's, it's, some, it's ice cream or something. I, I have a hard time... <laughs> Well, what isn't isn't ice cream too cold to put up your butthole? Well, maybe it's isn't just warm. I mean, problems? maybe it's warm and it's just kind yeah, of yeah. But when it, ice cream is warm, it's it's like liquid. Well, what made you question it in the first place? What what made you critical of the poo? Was it the consistency, or is it just like the way the poo is was coming out of the anus? Like I don't understand. Where did you question honest, it? It's the quantity, the quantity of the poo, and the and the cons. Oh, this is going to be weird, but the consistent. Consistency. The fact that it's always that same uh, texture and, you know, because you, you take shits once in a while, right? Sometimes they're yeah. lumpy, crunchy. Sometimes they're watery, you know. And yet these poos always come always out like, like that, a smooth yeah. tan, like light brown yeah, kind of. Exactly. I mean, it looks like soft serve ice cream. Yeah. And so I watched Two Girls, One Cup about five times in a row and I was looking at it and I was thinking, you know what? That's just ice cream coming out of her asshole. Yeah. It actually made me kind of hungry. <laughs> I guess she was puking it back up, but she was puking up ice cream. Yeah. So, to be honest, I don't find that movie shocking or repulsive in any way. Anymore. At all. And, you know, I kind of think all these people who were misled with, these, with this video that had these reactions on YouTube and where they were like, Oh, God, this is disgusting. Now, I don't think they would be as shocked. You think there should be a disclaimer running along the bottom of the screen? <laughs> that this was ice cream yeah. and not real poo. Hmm. I don't know. Well, I think we leave it up to the listening audience to make this decision for themselves. Maybe they're disgusted at, 
they're disgusted because it's coming out of her anus. But regardless, it's ice cream and it's not feces. Yeah, it's not like we're talking about like computer graphics. <laughs> yeah, it's... no, this isn't CG poo. No, but it's just not poo. Well, go and uh, do a Google search. We invite you to do this for uh, MFX dash video. And uh, you can read for yourself all these different videos. And maybe they order have online. a couple. I think there's also like some kind of weird MySpace MFX video like scat fetish page. Really? I'm surprised yeah. that hasn't been taken down. Well, no, you can actually join it. It's not MySpace, but it's kind of like sort of like a friend online scat community that you can kind of sign up for. Booster. <laughs> <laughs> sort my, of like that. My crap. Sort of like that. Well, actually, it's uh, episode 99 here of Sick and Wrong. We are one away from our landmark 100th episode, mm. which uh, I know we've been receiving all these emails from people saying, God, I can't wait for the 100th episode. Well, people, I think you will be surprised. Am I going to get like a gold watch or a plaque or something to put on my wall? I think you might get a video from uh, this uh, company I found <laughs> out don't. about. <laughs> I don't know. Do, do you like a story with your scat films or you just like straight to the scat? I need the story. You need the story? Yeah. All right. I'll see what I can find. I'll see All what right. I can find. All right. But, um, yeah, so it's uh, we're one away here from uh, episode 100. And, people, next week we will be releasing the 100th episode of Sick and Wrong. So uh, make sure you stay tuned and check in because we do have a surprise guest that will blow your mind. <laughs> but uh, before we get into the articles here for 99, let me do a quick recap here of episode 98. Uh, Wackley, you might remember that uh, you did a story about a man on ecstasy that uh, made him all chompy and he bit his kid's lip off. I did a story about these parents that got an old guy to bang their 13-year-old daughter. And a listener from Brazil named Louise sent in a story about a Brazilian girl who was thrown in jail and raped by like 20 or inmates or 30 inmates for like 20 hours. Yeah, I, I don't know. 20, 30. For 20 days. <laughs> I, I lose track. Well, uh, the listener one, which um, kind of surprised me because I thought that your article was going to beat him. But, you know, people tended to think that the uh, torturous rape for 30 days in a Brazilian prison outshone the uh, ecstasy story that you gave in. So the listener came in with 106 votes. You came in with 84, which is kind of high. And I had a paltry 46 votes because oh, wow. uh, people didn't think it was that gross that uh, parents got an old guy to bang their daughter. But uh, before we move on here, I want to mention Luis, who is going to, who did win the sick and wrong care package. He wrote in, he says, Wackily. Your Brazilian accent is simply horrible and resembles no accent in existence today. <laughs> well, uh, Luis Wackley wasn't doing the accent. Yeah. I, D. Simon, was doing that horrible accent. And you just accent. did it again. I just did it again. So, uh, I, you know, it, the, the fact that he says he's from Brazil makes me want to use this accent. So I'm going to have to use this for the rest of his uh, little email here. I think he should send in... Uh... A recording, uh, you know, uh, of his voice, an MP3 rebuttal, so we can hear what he really sounds like. But I doubt that's going to happen. Well, I don't think they have microphones in Brazil, <laughs> so I, you, you know, maybe he could. Yeah, <laughs> never mind. <laughs> don't rub it in, okay? You can't go to Best Buy; they don't have that there. Uh, Luis goes on here bueno to say, bye. <laughs> <laughs> Luis goes on here to say, if you care for a follow-up. It seems that there have been dozens of cases where young women were put into the same cells as men in that state, Para. The state of Para is comparable to Mississippi in its modernity. <laughs> and the repercussion this past week is tremendous. I'm sure heads will roll 
but next year everything will be the same again. In the future, if you ever read my correspondence on this show, please use your normal English voices. <laughs> I wouldn't know why he would want us to do that. Now, if you'll excuse me, I have to get my burrow, Jose, and ride 80 miles from this internet cafe to my mud hut. <laughs> Peace. <laughs> See, it totally confirmed yeah. uh, what I said there. Now, when lab. he says heads will roll, is he speaking metaphorically or literally? <laughs> you know, I don't know. Probably literally. Yeah, I know they have a lot of machetes down there because they have to hack away the jungle to, like, walk anywhere. Yeah, I don't even think they have uh, paved roads. Do yeah. you? No. Uh, well, Luis, congratulations. Uh, Mazel Tov, you won uh, Sick and Wrong, episode 98. Uh, we also got one other email here from another listener, Angry Dragon, who commented. He voted for uh, Luis's story. He commented, it sounds like a badass porno flick, hmm. which I kind of <laughs> take issue with. Dude, would you rent a porno that was like 20 dudes banging one chick? Uh, 20 Brazilian prisoners banging <laughs> on now. <laughs> yeah, but even if it was like 20 dudes banging one girl, like a big, huge bukkake movie in a prison cell. No, I'm generally not into that. I just, it's just kind of gay to me. It's like, like the a... gangbang movies and like the bukkake movies. I don't want to see like a sausage fest with like 30 dicks, ba you know, masturbating on some chick's head, which is like the, the dog collar thing. Yeah, I was just going to mention that it's it's the porno equivalent of a horrible party where, you know, yeah. where just a horrible ham to clam ratio where there's way too much ham, not enough clam. I mean, I could see if it was 20 chicks banging one dude. Yeah. But even now that would get a little confusing because it'd be too busy, but I mean... We've, we've talked about... This reminds me of another thing we've talked about in the past off... Uh, not on the air, but just in our personal discussions about... Um, you, so this you, one we're not arguing about scat? Yeah, this oh, okay. is our other topic. Okay, our other topic about. that we argue Didn't about. Didn't you used to know some guy who he only liked porn of... He only liked to watch pornos where girls were giving dudes blowjobs? Yeah, blowjob pornos. I actually used to work for a guy that would... Only talk about blowjob pornos. Whereas, like, it wasn't just you saw, like, the dude getting a blowjob. It was from the perspective of a dude. So basically you just saw this dick and a girl sucking a dick. Yeah, but and my, my point is that porno, you're looking at a girl's face. I see girls' faces every day. I don't need to have a porno to see a girl's face. And then you're looking at a guy's wang. Well, being, and you're jerking off. And what are you, you're jerking off watching this thing. Are you, and you're looking at a wang, basically. Well... I must take issue with uh, what you're saying there, Wankerly, and because of my professional expertise with porno, you know, I do work on a lot of porn at work. Yeah, right. One thing I've noticed, well, I guess one genre of porn is porn from the male perspective. So I think what that guy saw is he would think that it was his dick that she was sucking because you don't see the dude's face. You just see the dick. So you think that it from it's like a first person perspective on a, on you're getting a blowjob, basically. <laughs> but still... The purpose of porn is to look at ass, vagina, and, and titties. So so by, by what you're saying, he's jerking off looking at his own dick? That's not any better in my mind. Well, no. This guy obviously is turned on by a girl sucking his cock. So he's looking at some other guy sucking his cock, but he thinks it's his cock that is being sucked. I still think it's a little gay. I be, think it's gay, to too. To be jerking off to porn where and the all you main can... sexual appendage that's in, in the frame is another dude's Johnson and his balls. But it is in a girl's mouth. Um, I guess, but, you know, like, I, I, I can watch, I can go to any website and see a girl's mouth. 
I think the the thing is with me, I would just be bored in the long run. I need more stimulation. I need right. to see the girl spread open asshole. Yeah, maybe maybe I, you maybe know, you and I have sexual are sexually um, just uh, frustrating individuals. Well, no, <laughs> maybe we're uh, desensitized. I, you know, seriously, dude, it's hard for me to jack off unless I actually see real diarrhea coming out of a girl's asshole. <laughs> what are you going to do now? <laughs> you know, I, I don't You're know. You're going to be hard up for a I'm while. jaded now, and I'm, I'm just disturbed by it. Unless you start making it. your own movies. I'm, I'm disturbed by it. Well, moving on here. It's episode 99 of Sick and Wrong. People, you know you know how the show works by now. You better. Uh, Wackerly and I comb the internet for the most disturbing news items of the week, present them here on the show, audience votes, winner gets a case of beer. We also throw in a wild card with a listener submission. Wackerly. I believe I started the show last week. So why don't you kick off episode 99 here? All right, I'll do that. Um, This is a story, and I have to mention that uh, some listeners sent this in, but I claimed this early on in the week. Squatters' rights. I have squatters' rights, home field advantage, and uh, all you guys can suck it if you have a complaint about it. Um, Apparently, there's a surgical error in Dover, Delaware. Um, uh, Dr. Scott D. Goldstein. Any relation? (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> he sounds like he could be my uncle. He might be a Jewish guy. He's probably celebrating Hanukkah tonight. And uh, he's the director of colon and rectal surgery at Thomas Jefferson University. Okay, you know, you're right. We had like three listeners send this in, but I remember you emailed and claimed it like the day it came out. Is this too much shit for one show? You know, <laughs> it's, it's kind of related here the, to our intro topic, so uh, c- carry on. Well, Dr. Goldstein uh, said he had not seen a lawsuit that's been filed against the hospital and is not familiar with the specific case, although I will get into it for you guys pretty soon here. He said that this type of surgical error has been documented before, but it should be as rare as hen's teeth. Is that a Jewish, typical Jewish expression or something? I don't even understand what he's trying to say. Uh, hens don't have teeth, or, or maybe once in a blue moon they do. Maybe it's like the red cow or something. So this is just a, an pepper. anomaly yeah. in the medical world. Yeah, uh, so he's saying, yes, it happens, but it should never happen. He, he's, he should be responsible for this, but he doesn't know the specifics of the case. It sounds like he's maybe slacking a little bit. Sounds like he's making excuses. Apparently, uh, a guy uh, had a colostomy procedure. And, and you, you've heard of that, right? There's a col- like People have a colostomy bag. A shit bag. Yeah, I never really understood what it was, but uh, here's a description. Is it when you have, like, colon cancer and they give you a bag to shit out of or something? According to this article, in a colostomy, parts of the colon, part of the colon is brought to the surface of the abdominal wall. So what they do is they cut, they snip your colon, they bring the end of it that they just snipped, and they, like, bring it to the, to your, basically the side of your stomach or the front of your stomach. So it's coming out your side instead of uh, your anus. This procedure leaves the patient with an opening called a stoma, which I guess is, like, a makeshift butthole somewhere else on your body. Um, And then they attach a little bag to that, and after the colostomy, feces leave the the body through the opening, the stoma, and are collected in a bag attached to the person's abdomen. Do you do you think my brother would fuck a stoma? Yes. <laughs> do you think Has he fucked a stoma? <laughs> that, That's you a know, I kind of wish we had the phone set up because I'd call yeah. him and ask him, but uh, he might get offended. But I wonder if there are gay people out there that are like, well, you don't have an asshole, but you have a stoma. You think? 
Yeah, well, they, they don't sew up the asshole, so I think you can still have sex with the asshole, even though it's not connected to the business end of your colon. Do you think that Brazilian directors made stoma porn? I think that maybe is his next uh, area <laughs> Venture. of focus. But uh, they'll, they'll do this if you have, like, uh, a tumor, like, in, in a lower part of your colon, so you can't pass shit by the tumor because the tumor's got to heal after they cut it out. And so they'll take the rest of your colon and, and you know, do this bypass deal. Okay, all right. Uh, and apparently that's what happened to this guy, this Dover man. I, I can't even see if they give his name. He had cancer, he had a tumor. He had an abscess, which is what, like a scar or something? A, a, a boil? A, yeah, a boil. A pussy like boil on the inside of his colon. Um, and, and sometimes they'll do these things and it's permanent. And it's like, you're Mr. Colostomy bag now. Good luck with that. Dude, fate worse than death, if <laughs> yeah. you ask me. But sometimes it's just temporary. Which that is, should be capital punishment. That sometimes it's just temporary, which is what this guy had. A temporary colostomy for, uh, to, to take care of this uh, uh, abdominal abscess that was giving him pain. Um, at three months after he had this temporary colostomy, this man uh, returned to the hospital to have the, colo- the colostomy reversed. A procedure that was performed by two other doctors that are named in this lawsuit that he's bringing against the uh, hospital and a physician's assistant. Uh, This is where the mistake occurred. As a consequence of the error, the suit claims, fecal matter and urine were mixed and diverted so that fecal matter entered the bladder and was just discharged through the urethra and urine was discharged through the colon. (laughs) So wait, dude, this guy was shitting through his dick? And pissing through his butthole. That is, that is beyond disgusting. <laughs> well, uh, according to Dr. Goldstein, who once again is the director of colon and rectal surgery, he's kind of responsible for this whole department, he said uh, colostomy re- removals can be difficult and tedious procedures in which the bladder can get in the way, uh, adding to the difficulty uh, there are an- anatomical changes after a col- colostomy is performed that uh, also co- cause complications. So he said, was he farting through his dick? I think everything that would be coming through your butthole normally would be coming through your penis. Well, what would a dick fart sound like? High-pitched. <laughs> you ever fill up a balloon? It's kind of squeaky. <laughs> a balloon and you like pull the uh, opening? Yeah, yeah that's, what it's, well. that's what it uh, sounds like. Like a whale. Um... So uh, 12 days after he had the, the, the colostomy reversal, the guy had pain. <laughs> I can imagine. And so he went back to the hospital, but didn't, wasn't he tipped off that something was wrong when, when poo was coming out of his pee hole and the pee was coming out of the poo hole? So wait, now the poo coming out of his dick hole, I mean, it's got to be like, so I wonder if it was coming out just as like a thin tube of poo? I would think so. God, that's disgusting. Sort of like uh Like silly string, sort of. Or like a red vine or something. <laughs> a brown vine. Um, I don't know if I mentioned this, but apparently what happened was the uh, the colon part was improperly stapled to the bladder instead of the rectal stump. So he had the to rectal sit- stump <laughs> is the part that's connected to the butthole that's left after the colostomy. And it actually says, I didn't make that up. That's rectal in the stump. article. So I'm going to... I'm going to go ahead and say that that is the medical term for the en- the end of your of your, your colon, colon that is was a rectal left, stump? left connected to the butt hole after the colostomy. So this guy was forced to sit down when he pees. 
Yeah, he might <laughs> he might have been doing that anyways. I mean, he's having a lot of work done down there with the plumbing. I think at that point, you might just resign yourself yeah, to sitting dude, down. Because you don't much, know what's going to come out. Think how much time you would save if you could stand up and shit at a urinal. But then you'd have to... I, I think the net effect <laughs> would be wasted time because every time you had to pee, you would have to sit down. And I pee more often than I shit. I don't know about you. Yeah, I could see people at my work being pissed off if I was doing that. <laughs> Plus your back of your underpants. Dropping a brown vine in the urinal. (laughs) Like you don't do that anyways. (laughs) Um, Oh, that's foul. Well, he, this guy has a lawsuit and, uh, and I would too. He's fully justified (laughs) in this lawsuit. He says that, uh, you know, he's got pain and suffering and, uh, shit coming out of his dick. Yeah. He is, uh, you know, he's had these multiple surgeries. He's suffering weakness from the surgeries. Um, how 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 much is he suing for? Like multi million dollars? Undisclosed damages. Okay, so <laughs> probably a lot of money. Yeah, a lot of money. Uh, and uh, also his court costs and his surgical costs and uh, interest on all these charges too. <laughs> <laughs> He's really going for the gold. He might be Jewish also. Yeah, he probably is. So hopefully his lawyer is. So Jesus, dude, on the sick and wrong brown star scale here, this rate's pretty high. Yeah, it's not a it's a brown wiener. <laughs> Five brown wieners. I'm it's not, it. No longer. It's a ye- five yellow stars and five brown wieners for that's my score. I'm giving it adds up to I'm giving it a five for sure. But I have one more question before we move on. Do you think when he masturbated, he came out his asshole? That's a good question. <laughs> I wonder what would happen when you jerk off a cum fart. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, that's a five star for sure. That's just disgusting. It's filled me with disgusting thoughts. If this guy was in one of these scat videos, it could cause some confusion. Because you're expecting to receive one thing from one hole and another thing from another hole and everything's all discombobulated. It's like Alice in Wonderland through the looking glass. <laughs> everything's all topsy-turvy. Bizarro world. Yeah, you know, it's, I... it's a bizarro uh genitals in the excretory system i wonder if he warned his wife before she gave him a blowjob <laughs> surprise surprise bitch now you gotta brush your teeth all right well uh let me move on to my article here for episode Wackerly, how many autistic children do you have? Zero. None? Oh, yeah. You don't have any kids. But how many autistic children do you want to have? Um, also zero, <laughs> although I, don't, I wouldn't place bets on it. Yeah, I wouldn't place bets on it either. According but... to the radio, uh, one in 600 children are autistic. Well, you can train them to count cards. I don't know if you saw that movie Rain Man Rain with Tom Man, Cruise yeah, and yeah. Dustin Hoffman. I think it's a case of... Uh, rampant overdiagnosis. I don't know if you agree. I mean, I think there's a lot of kids who in the past would have just been like, that's a weird kid. Or and it that, was attention deficit disorder. Or something. That, that's another rampant thing, diagnosis. Right. Yeah. And maybe they go hand in hand sometimes, but I think it's just one of those things where nobody can have a weird kid anymore. You, like you have to, if you have a weird kid, you have to have a medical problem. Yeah, to but autistic to kid. kids have severe you know, there's different, and levels. they act out, there's and there are different, different levels. levels of autism. There definitely are. But the fact of the matter is, if you did, in fact, have an autistic child, you wouldn't stab out the kid's eyes in the name of Jesus, would you? <laughs> what degree of autism? 
<laughs> so uh, this no, ha- no, no, not in my right mind. I wouldn't. So this this story occurred here in Broward County, Florida. Oh, Go Jesus. figure. Happened in Florida. An aunt is charged in the stabbing of a 14 year old autistic boy in her mother's home. Her, I guess it was Lauder Hill, Florida, which is in Broward County. A Lauder Hill woman was charged Saturday with attempted first-degree murder, accused of partially blinding her autistic nephew with a military-style knife as the boy's grandmother looked on, then leaving him to bleed overnight. The boy's aunt, Lisa Babington, 40 years old, uh, was in stable condition after undergoing surgery for a self-inflicted eye surgery that she did after she stabbed the boy's eyes out. So she stabbed the boy's eyes out, and then she stabbed her own eye out. Well, if this kid was socially backward, wasn't socially backward before, he's definitely will be now. Or at least confused. You know, I just don't get it why she would stab her own eye out, but I think she was just Christian and stab happy. And it's not her kid, it's her nephew? It's her nephew. Listening but, correctly? But, but they say that the mother abandoned the kid, so I think the kid was left in the care of the grandmother and the aunt. So right. she was technically the caregiver to this kid. Was this scene cut out of the movie Rain Man? Yeah. Tom Cruise this, stabs yeah. Dustin Hoffman's eyes out. <laughs> they leave that out. They left that out because I think it, it, caused, be, it caused controversy. It might be in the director's cut. Initially thought to be mute, Edward Alexander Clark Babington, 14 years old, awoke early Saturday to say his aunt attacked him. The boy was blinded in one eye and remained in stable condition afternoon, Saturday afternoon as specialists tried to salvage the sight in his other eye at a secure hospital facility in Miami. It was not clear whether the boy would lose vision in the other eye. Did the grandmother and the aunt think he was mute? Like, was he mute all of his life up till this point? Because maybe maybe this is a breakthrough. Well, I think the kid or the, was... Or did the cops just think he was mute? Well, I think the kid was probably in shock, and he didn't speak to the police officers. Okay, the cops thought he was mute, all right. Uh, police said they had not determined what, if any, charges would be filed against the boy's grandmother, Sheila Babington, who said her daughter told told her not to call 911 when the attack began and that she didn't want her to get her daughter into trouble. So she just pretty much left the kid to bleed overnight in his bed. <laughs> Which, I mean, is just completely just atrocious. I mean, if you think about this kid who, first of all, can't make sense of the world around him, yeah. let alone his aunt jumping on top of him and stabbing out his eye with a with a Rambo knife. Yeah, I mean, it probably justified all his preconceived notions about how the world is fucked up and he's not going to deal with it. Exactly. The attack began between 10 and 11 p.m. Thursday when uh, Lisa Babington found her nephew asleep in a bedroom at the home that they share with the boy's grandmother. Uh, the grandmother told police she saw her daughter plunge a seven-inch knife into the boy's eyes. Military knife. Military knife. As she uttered biblical verses and invoked the devil. The boy was left to bleed in bed overnight. You know, I wonder about this. Are all autistic children messengers of Satan? <laughs> According to this lady, maybe. What blows my mind about this article, there are several things. I mean, number one, she's stabbing out the eyes of this autistic kid. But number two, she's not even Hispanic. <laughs> what, you know? what are you saying? Well, you know, you always read about these like exorcisms that go awry, and it's always like, you know, uh, Jose Padilla, like right. uh, Escavantes or whatever, was trying to perform an exorcism on his granddaughter because they're like so rabidly religious. This woman is just like one of those crazy, like white trash, insane Christians. I think she's insane. Yeah. She would vote for Mike Huckabee. Maybe, yeah. Or- she probably will. <laughs> 
<laughs> she, she probably voted for uh, Bush's little brother. What's his name? Jeb Bush. Jeb, yeah. yeah. She's like Carrie's mom. Yeah, exactly. In the movie Carrie. At some point, Lisa Babington pierced her own eye and then staunched the blood with a towel before driving Friday morning to see her boyfriend, Jason Willoughby. That's not safe, driving with one eye. Uh, you know, I, what I don't understand is, A, why did she stab her own eye out? And uh, B, could you imagine dating this chick? <laughs> like, your girlfriend comes over, she stabbed out her eye after stabbing out the eyes of her nephew. Yeah. Wouldn't you be like, you know what? I think this relationship's gone on a little bit too long. I think we need to break up now. Uh, it would be like, oh, Christ, now she's bleeding from the other end. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. That'd be breakup material for me. Uh, she asked Willoughby, 29 years old, not even an old guy, to drive her to church rather than a hospital <laughs> because that's where you go when you stab your eye out. But then she changed her mind and the couple returned to her home uh, where where Willoughby discovered the bloodied boy and summoned police to the home 10.30 a.m. Saturday morning. Um yeah, you know, I mean, I imagine he probably saw the kid bleeding from his eyes profusely and was like, you know what? This is it. The fun ends here. <laughs> I'm out of here. I, I'm out of here. But he called the cops home. first, apparently. As police escorted Lisa Babington from her home on Friday, a neighbor, one of the neighbors here, uh, said she was raving on that autistic children are a gift from God. And she also said, please don't let them take me. So she apparently doesn't believe that autistic children are messengers of Satan. Apparently not. This was more, it sounds like she was, her line of thinking was that she was protecting him from the evil world or something, not allowing him to see scat movies and this and that. And other well, I think things. if you get a gift from God, you got to stab its eyes out. Well, keep I it mean, pure. <laughs> you might as well. Yeah, she was a stark raving lunatic. Uh, court records show that uh, Lisa had a troubled life. She was cited in 2000, 2002 for drunken driving. Uh, they also show financial hardships ranging from eviction to uh, severe debt. Um, the kid right now is uh, in an orphanage. I guess uh, Lisa and the grandmother were taken into custody. So where's the mom in this picture? We don't know. You know, they said that the mother abandoned the child. <laughs> So, um, yeah, it was the grandmother nice and the aunt who was taking care of the kid, which I don't think is that uncommon in Florida. Uh, maybe me. It might be me. Um, I love this quote here towards the end of the article. Jason Knight, who worked with Lisa for five years at Citrix Systems, she was a software developer, uh, said he often, she often described her nephew as her pride and joy. Finding this out came as a big shock, Knight said, noting that she was well-liked and dependable in her job. She also had a Picture of her nephew in her office on her desk. She's the last person I'd expect to do something like this. Uh, he didn't point out that uh, until investigators saw this that the picture had the eyes poked out with a pen. <laughs> I'm joking. <laughs> so, uh, Wackerly, it's a disgusting story. Yeah. It's just particularly heinous. I mean, this kid is blinded. He's already autistic. Now he's blind. It sounds like they're maybe saving one of the kid's eyes. Maybe he can see partially in black and white or something. He's still going to be autistic. Yeah, that's true. You know, I think Jesus would frown if he heard this. It's probably hard enough to get along with the other new kids in the orphanage, and you're partially blind and you're autistic. It's not. It's going to be a problem for this kid. I don't think he's going to get laid. No. Yeah. You know, on uh, the sick and wrong star scale, I'm going to give this 4.5. I'll give it four brown stars. Four brown stars? Yeah. I mean, I guess it didn't, it didn't involve a colostomy, but uh, <laughs> um, yeah, it's still disgusting. Well, uh, Wackerly, the uh, listener submission here of the, of, uh, for uh, episode 99 uh, came in from Kevin, 
who uh, is from San Diego. He says he read this story and uh, he immediately thought of Sick and Wrong. Mm. Uh, thank you, Kevin. Uh, that's really nice. You're lucky, D, that this didn't happen to you. Which uh, you'll go on to understand the meaning behind the statement in about two seconds. Five kids kept in a do-it-yourself Auschwitz in Siberia. <laughs> Isn't that a hell of a title? Yeah, it's also it's a vaguely, great headline. Vaguely threatening to your person. Yeah, I know. It's just like, okay, I understand that I said I'm Jewish on the show. It doesn't mean that I grew up in Auschwitz. Does he want me to have grown up in Auschwitz? A do-it-yourself Auschwitz. Yeah. Um, well, I guess you can kind of call my father's house. Well, he was kind of strict. Yeah. And not that. He made me play dreidel. Yeah. Well, that's pretty bad. With his dreidel. <laughs> uh, so the story. His personal dreidel. <laughs> his personal dreidel. Yeah. All right. That seems fine. Yeah, it wasn't that big of a deal. You know, it grew as I played. <laughs> um, this story occurred in uh, Tashtagol, Siberia, which I guess is in the Soviet Union. Yeah. And, uh, which is, uh, I, I guess, Siberia is a remote area of the Soviet Union. There's a lot of official Soviet uh, concentration camps up there. In Siberia? Well, isn't that where they typically send people for gulag? Yeah, the gulag. Um, well, the Kremlin Alexander will send people Solzhenitsyn. out. Well, unlike the KGB catches a defector. Right. Don't they send him out to, uh, for gulag? The work camp up there. The work camp. It's horrible. It's like... The weather of Michigan. Who could live there? Yeah, I think it's even worse than that. A cruel father kept his wife and five children caged for two years in a concentration camp he built to resemble the Nazi hellhole Auschwitz. <laughs> Anatoly Titsky, an unfortunate name, uh, 47 years old, spent months erecting the maximum, maximum security correctional facility deep in a forest. I do love the fact that he had forethought with this. Yeah, but usually a, a, a concentration camp or a maximum security facility, you need a lot of guards. So was he performing all these functions on his own, or did he recruit some of his own children over to his side to watch the other ones? I don't. Well, here, let me explain. He dug a deep trench around the camp and surrounded it with twenty foot high bar, a twenty foot high barbed wire fence. And he also had 20 ferocious guard dogs patrolling day and night, trained to kill any of the family if they tried to escape. <laughs> so I think he used the dogs as his guards. Okay. <clears throat> not, not very nice family pets. Are they German Shepherds? No, I think they're Rottweilers. Okay. Judging by the picture. <clears throat> Son Sasha, uh, 17 years old. His sisters Vera, 14. Polina, 13. Valentina, 12. And Christina, 5. Perched for hours on tree stumps while Titsky lectured them on morality. Hmm. So I think the reason he kept them in this like Auschwitz concentration camp was to lecture them and to shield them from society and to lecture them on his skewed sense of morality. Now, there were no gas chambers at this, uh, or ovens at this concentration camp. Yeah, he didn't go that far. <laughs> he came close, but well, not that far. Well, he got caught. Yeah, well, he had the dogs. Yeah. But, you know, I mean, in this guy's household, there weren't any drugs. There was no teenage pregnancy. There's no Lindsay Lohan driving drunk. Did they even have a TV? No, they had rags to keep them warm, though. <laughs> but what I'm saying is this family was going to be tainted by the outside world. Are, are you denying this? Are you denying that this happened? No, are I'm, you not, a, I'm are not. You a, are you a do-it-yourself concentration camp All I'm saying denier? is I can kind of understand where this father is coming from, okay? <laughs> you know, it's like you have this fat teenage kid that's sitting there watching MTV, gets pregnant at 15, then you got to deal with that the rest of your life. Then that kid's like, you know what, I'm going to go run off with Jerome, and I'm going to leave my kid 
with you and you got to take care of the kid yeah. and the kid's smoking crack. That's not going to happen in a concentration camp. He was nipping that those problems in the bud. Exactly. With his lectures on morality, yeah. which I wish he would have put up on YouTube. So, uh, our you know, none of these kids were chubby. I know you have a problem with chubby children. Dude, no one in Auschwitz was chubby. <laughs> have you seen pictures? They're skinny. They're exactly. Except for, that, except for that one guy that you went into his uh, barrack and like he was the only one left in there. <laughs> He's picking his teeth. <laughs> well, as a matter of fact, uh, Wackley, I'm writing a book right now called The Auschwitz Diet, which I think is going to be quite popular with the Olsen twins. Gruel? Was, is Gruel... Uh, highly uh, utilized in this diet. Well, usually it's like for like on a Monday you'd eat a saltine, <laughs> and then on Tuesday you eat a couple peas. <laughs> then uh, Wednesday you'd eat like the uh, remaining remnants of meat from the chicken bone. Yeah. Are you are you drinking out of the toilet this whole time? Well, that's kind of what you need to do. Yeah. I mean, okay. that's what happens in Auschwitz. And then we'd have morality lectures yeah. on tree stumps in the cold. Are you providing these lectures on tape or something with tape. the book? Tape. Okay. Yeah. But it's for, like, you know, American families so their kids don't grow up to be hogs. Armed police raided the camp near the southern Russian town of Tashtagol after a terrified mushroom picker stumbled across the camp accidentally. Mushroom picker. A mushroom picker. <laughs> Apparently that's a profession here in Tashtagol. Is it a profession or a hobby? <laughs> Maybe he was looking for magic mushrooms. Yeah. As they closed in, the sadistic dad ordered the family to flee into the forest where they were found hours later. Under questioning, Titsky, who had been banned from looking after his kids, I have no idea why, finally admitted he had been a little strict on them. A little bit. Just a, just a tad. I mean, just a little strict. Uh, the mushroom picker said yesterday, when I happened across the prison, it was like a concentration camp from Nazi Germany. There are red flags marking the limits and psychotic dogs foaming at the mouth while children stared out from behind a barbed wire fence. Um... Officer Dmitry Altunin said the air was thick with the stench of rotting garbage and there are a pile of rags the kids use to keep themselves warm in the winter. To so, yeah. nest, nest with. <laughs> the family shared a 15-foot-long shelter with geese and livestock, and the father lived separately in his own enclosure. I don't think there was a mother here, because the mother probably would have put a stop to this. Yeah, well, she probably got gassed. Yeah, mothers always ruin the fun. <laughs> the dogs would start barking as soon as his uh, children approached the red flags. Uh, these prisoners had no chance of escape. When we got near, the dogs kept us at bay, and uh, we had to shoot them to avoid being torn to shreds. But inside, we didn't find the children. We only found Titsky cowering underground. He said the kids had run off when we approached. Cowering underground, sort of like Hitler in his last days. Exactly, right before he <laughs> offed himself. Uh, the evil dad claimed he built the camp to look like Auschwitz for maximum security reasons. He said, living in the forest isn't savagery. I wanted to bring my children up in harsh conditions so they'd be ready for any challenge. <laughs> it's tough love, is that what he's saying? See, exactly, dude. I mean, if you think about it, dude, I think he was trying to produce the next Barishnikov, the next Dostoevsky, you know, the next Yakov Smirnoff. Oh, yeah. The world <laughs> needs another one of those. Because in America, we got these fat, lazy kids that just grow up watching TV. What are they going to do? They're just going to be consumers. So is this going to be your next book after the diet book, the just child-rearing book, child-rearing through concentration camp <laughs> implementation the, the nazi method of child rearing mm. 
You know, you're giving me some good ideas. I like the cut of your jib there, Rackley. I would like a percentage of the profits on that book. You might. I guess uh, the officer said Titsky lectured the children on morals for hours. It did not matter whether it was raining or snowing outside. He made them he made them perch on the tree stumps for hours. He tried to convince us he had built the camp for educational purposes. He demanded the children follow his orders unquestioningly. So, uh, if you ask me, the guy's demented. Yeah. I He's would, insane. He had many, a thin mustache. Did you see the Three, picture? Five, five, five kids. I would, no wife. I would like to see them. Um, I would have liked to have seen them go into some sort of Hogan's Heroes mode where they retaliated and brought this guy down. I think that would have made for a better story. I mean, but, like some kind of a revolt or something. Right. But, but well, this know, is the, the real world. This isn't a sitcom we're talking about. Well, I imagine the kids were probably malnourished and weak, but the, the oldest son was 17 years old. At yeah. 17, could you have kicked your dad's ass? No. <laughs> you couldn't? I can't kick my dad's ass right now. Dude, I could have taken my dad. Well, I don't know. He does have rabbi power. Right, and he has that uh, big Torah that he could beat you with. Yeah, he's pretty good with the Torah. He wheels it like a pair of nunchucks. Yeah, it's got those sharp, pointy ends. So on the uh, sick and wrong star scale, I mean, the fact that this guy went to the extremes to create a do-it-yourself Auschwitz right. to teach his children. I'm sure he, he uh, press-ganged the children into helping construct the, the facility. He probably did. I just wonder what the kids did all day when they weren't being lectured on morality. Plotted his death. <laughs> <laughs> probably. I'm going to give it four stars. Four. Four? Yeah, four here, too. Well, uh, we'll see what the listening audience has to say about it. Go vote. Sickandwrongpodcast.com. You can decide who won episode 99. The best variety. Internet radio. I-R-B. Oh, wackily, we're nearing the end of the show. And uh, as usual, we tend to get to listener email. Last week, we kind of... For we kind of uh, avoided the listener email, yeah, because we talked to Bob Madigan and kind of wrapped that issue up. So uh, we kind of have to play catch up here. Uh, let me blow through a couple of these emails. So we received one here from Luke. Luke says, "Hello, Dean Wackerly. This is Luke from St. Louis. I've been listening to the show since episode twenty-one, but have never sent in anything until now. If you thought two girls, one cup was gross, this is without a doubt much worse." Well, and we did sent- think that was gross, and now we no longer do. Is that the official party line? Well, no. If you see the video that he sent in, I don't know if you watched it or not. It's called Hatchet versus Genitals. I will not watch it. <laughs> it is so much grosser than uh, Two Girls, One Cup. I swear to God. Hatchet versus Genitals almost made me puke. I couldn't even watch the whole thing. He says it's basically what it sounds like. A man cuts <laughs> off his dick and balls all to win some stupid contest and some money. I don't think you can pay. All the money in the world would not make me hatch it off my testicles. He says if the link doesn't work, just Google it. It's called Hatchet versus <laughs> No, Genitals. I will not Google it. <laughs> By the way, I love the show. Keep up the good work, Luke. You know, watching it, obviously I'm cynical now, especially after finding out that Two Girls, One Cup is actually soft serve ice cream. But watching it, it didn't look like a real cock. And I only really watched maybe the first 20 seconds of it before I was like, you know what? Regardless of whether that's like a prosthetic dick or a real dick, I still don't want to watch this. What does it look like? A knot dog and two kiwis? <laughs> no, it's kind of like, it looks like this like kind of rubber, sort of plasticky looking dick. And But I mean, there is blood that's coming out. But it's not like bleeding profusely like you think it would. <laughs> like you'd think there'd be a shower of blood just spraying yeah, think, out of the guy I like Evil think. Dead, you know? I would think so. But it, it doesn't really happen like that. He kind of chops it off and he has his nuts tied up in like, you know, a tourniquet. Tourniquet, right. But, I mean, there still is, like, some blood coming out. I, but, still, I still won't be watching it. You know, people, I, I don't know how, 
you know, how much of a cast iron stomach that you have. But uh, if you really want to be disgusted, go Google hatchet versus genitals and uh, check this out. And yes, Luke, uh, it is more disgusting than two girls, one cup. Yeah. Jesus. I can't take that. I, you know, I, what I want under what I question here is how did this guy come across this video? <laughs> like, do you think he was searching for this? Because, I mean, I, you know, I, I search the Internet. I explore the Internets occasionally. Right. All the time. Yeah. And I never came across Hatchet versus Genitals. No. Um, I assume maybe he was shopping for a hatchet and uh, maybe shopping for a dildo <laughs> at the same time. Well, uh, Luke, uh, thank you for uh, ruining my lunch. Uh, we also got an email here from John. He says, hello from Sweden. You know, I don't even know how to do a Swedish accent. Isn't that kind of like the Swedish chef? Like, hurdy, yeah. hurdy, bark, hurdy. Bark. <laughs> Me and my coworker. Burp, burp, burp. No, I can't even just, do it. Just do your normal <laughs> voice because I won't be able to understand the email if you read it like that. Uh, I can throw some pepper around all over the place <laughs> if you want. Uh, me and my coworker, Peter, is always sitting and listening to your show when we work. I got a suggestion for your next show, and he is called Joel. In the late 90s, there was a children's show called Joel Bitar, J-O-E-L-B-I-T-A-R, translated to Joel. In this show, a camera team followed a child called Joel. Joel has Down syndrome. So uh, this, the, this, this show is about Joel. Yeah, this is about right, Joel. Dude, we've said Joel about 17 times. <laughs> dude, I'm reading this verbatim, okay? okay? fine. <laughs> he, he's not a native English speaker. <laughs> I think he's doing a pretty good job. I mean... I think we understand that this show is about is Joel. It's about Joel. <laughs> the reason the show is to educate children of all ages to accept people that are different. Sadly, almost every program showed Joel in awkward situations where he eventually had to strip down and be hosed off by his father or his mother. Uh, you can watch this link for an episode. Uh, by the way, it contains child nudity. And uh, he leaves the link here. <laughs> Retarded child nudity. I call it sick and wrong. Sideshow on primetime children's television. Keep up the good work, John. So we had Life Goes On, but that was a dramatic program where there were actually scripted stories about Corky overcoming adversity. But this is a reality program about uh, about a retarded child. Yeah, it's like a reality show where it shows this kid kind of running around. You know, I watched about like, I don't know, maybe two minutes of it before I prematurely ejaculated and had to shut yeah, it off because bored. there's no point to watch it anymore. You can watch some more tomorrow. <laughs> Dude, there's something about naked Down syndrome kids that always just make me come in my pants. No, honestly. I... <laughs> wait, wait. I don't understand, though. Back to the point of the email. Why does he have to be hosed off? You know, I watched the uh, beginning of the thing, and, and what happened is basically like this probably 10-year-old retarded kid yeah. running around, and then he would just like jump in the mud, or he'd yeah. just get all dirty, and then his dad would like pull off his clothes and just hose him down like Werner Herzog in that uh, <laughs> Julian Donkey Boy movie. Just like totally hosing down this retarded kid. And I was watching, and I was like, you know what, this is just kind of gross. And this this emailer claims that that's how every episode ends, like, well, like the next episode, he... he accidentally drops a peanut butter and jelly sandwich on his body and dad pulls his clothes off and hoses him down it sounds like the parents are a little too ready to hose this kid down at any drop of the hat well, you know i'm surprised they didn't just put him in a retard concentration camp but i mean seriously i don't understand how this teaches tolerance for retarded kids in sweden apparently 
John here, you know, found some humor in it. I think this is uh, similar to the thing we talked about last week with the fat kids going to Borneo, where it it's purportedly about teaching tolerance and about the adversity that overweight children encounter but really it's just voyeurism on like a, a ridiculous situation well i think it's because skewed, skewed and twisted minds will see the humor in it right and pervert it it works on two levels i just wonder what the the like creative process behind the show was like I, I just wonder what the director's like you know what today we're gonna have joel get dirty by you know Shoving a birthday cake in his face. <laughs> and then we're going to drag him outside and dad's going to hose him off. Tomorrow, he's going to jump into a drainage ditch. I mean, I, I guess the lesson that I would learn from this would be that retards get dirty. Yeah. <laughs> Very easily. Not easy to take care of. <laughs> and you better have a nice, like, long garden hose if you're going to have a retarded kid. I suppose. Maybe. I don't know. Well, uh, thanks, John, for uh, sending that in. Uh, finally, here we got an email from a guy called Artard. He says... The sex act that Simon explored in the intro of episode 98, I guess that was where we were talking about the fat kids uh, in Borneo. Bingo wings. Bingo wings. When I was discussing how there was a fat girl that was going to Borneo, and bingo wings is that arm fat. The big flappy arm fat. And I was saying that this girl had like... Usually accompanied by a big flappy side fat. Well, she had such excessive arm flap and side fat that I was saying that you could probably use it to have sex for you could sexual throw pleasure. Some KY up in there and and, and just kind of pump away. Well, he claims that this is actually a sexual maneuver, which is called bagpiping. Oh my god! <laughs> <laughs> which, <laughs> which I imagine our Scottish fans are already familiar with. Uh, bagpiping is screwing a chick in her armpit, similar to a titty fuck, but it's her armpit. Now, does she have to do the squeezing motion? <laughs> <laughs> And blow on something, I would assume. I'm not sure, but they use it in a sentence here. He says, damn, I wish she had done a better job of shaving before I bagpiped her. <laughs> shaving her <laughs> armpit is what he's talking about. I imagine, because it probably gets a little too, like, you know, rough. I like the hair, so we've already talked about yeah. that. Well, um, thank you, uh, Artard, for sending that in. It's definitely going to be a term I'm going to use in the future. Uh, Wackerly, um, I don't know if you realize this, but uh, today is the anniversary of Frank Zappa's death. No, I didn't. He died December 4th, 1993 of prostate cancer in Los Angeles at the age of 52. So we're going to end the show with a Frank Zappa song of my choosing. The bizarre thing about that guy is he never did any drugs. And I don't think he smoked pot or cigarettes. And he was very uh, straight-laced guy, although he was a maniac. And then he died of some weird, horrible disease at a young age. Wasn't he like... 52. Yeah. Yeah. Which is kind of... I mean, if you listen to his music, it's kind of incredible that the guy wasn't even influenced by any drugs. But yeah, yeah, he was like completely straight edge in a way. Just a weird dude. So uh, yeah, we're going to have to end the show, episode 99 here, with a uh, Frank Zappa song. And uh, people, if I don't know if you've realized this, but it's a new month. It's December. And... uh, Voting has been reset on Podcast Alley. Thank you for voting last month. Dude, we had like over 100 votes. I felt pretty good about that. Yeah, I was quite amazed. I think we were actually higher in the ranks than we ever have been before. But we still didn't beat that goddamn Bible show. And there's still a ton of people above us on that site that I, I, I... Gotta believe it's all just fake robotic voting. I mean, uh, yeah, because they have like one comment and yeah. like eight. I'd like votes. I'd like to see some comments on iTunes, but that's just me. I mean, yeah. I re- you have to sign up for iTunes, and it's a pain in the ass, but whatever. Yeah, you might as well. But uh, anyway, people, if you get the chance, go to our website, click on the podcast alley link, give us a vote, 
And if you're really, really feeling sick and wrong passionate that night, go and vote on iTunes as well. It'd yeah. be nice. Subscribe to the show. We'd appreciate it. Well, next week we'll be back with uh, episode 100. You're going to be amazed. Minds will be blown. Yeah, I don't know if you'll ever be the same again. So make sure you stay, <laughs> stay tuned for episode 100 coming up next week. Until I still can't then, wait to get my plaque. Yeah, you should get a plaque or a little trophy. A trophy would be good. I'm getting you a scat video. Until then, take it sleazy. Good night.